Happy Monday. Yes, sir. I always get Monday right. We get most Sometimes of the days wrong. Sometimes we're on Thursdays. Yeah. yeah. And you I get, get most wrong. of the days wrong most of the time, I think. Well, no, we don't. <laughs> you do. Happy Monday. Yeah, man. Are we live? Is everything showing up? Everything's good over there, Fat? Cool. We're trying to share this, so bear with us. You might see me using my phone for a couple of minutes. Once it uh, does pop up, we always like to share our share our Facebook lives. That way as many people as possible mm-hmm. can see it. But um, we got a good one for today. I'm super jazzed about this because I got some shit. We always got some chest. good stuff, bro. We always Well, that's do. subjective because it's us. I get it. We always trying to be, do, man. Trying to be impartial. Today, today's a good mix of a little bit hippie, a little bit yeah. practical, a little bit slapper. Reality. I'm a little bit country. I'm yeah. a little bit rock and roll. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm a little bit shut the fuck up today. Yeah, no, yeah. it's a good one. It's super productive. I think a lot of people need to hear it um, mm-hmm. because I, I do think a lot of people want things, but the yeah. direction in which they go or what they're focusing on, um, I'm not sure if they're in the right direction. But mm-hmm. I'm going to let you say the title because I'm going to elaborate a little bit. So you're going yeah, to yeah. get the title. Well, today. there's a few different layers to this. So this but one's titled title? Finding Your Happiness Dash. Uh, who are you? who are you and why? Okay, it's a big question right there. It is. It's a really big question, right? It is. And I thought you were going to say finding your happy place because then it would have been a lot better. <laughs> but <clears throat> I don't want this taken out of context, right? Don't be a bitch. Mm-hmm. And if you're a bitch, hold on a minute. Mm-hmm. I say this every time. Hold mm-hmm. on a minute. Hear me out. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about who you are and why. What your goals are and why. What are you setting out to accomplish and why and What's it all for? And all that good stuff. However, you know, Eli's big, and I'm, I'm big on this too, um, you know, but specifically Eli's big on like just being happy. Mm-hmm. What makes you happy? And hey, when you're chasing all these things down or when you're trying to accomplish so much, like, hey, at the end of the day, is it making you happy? And I super agree. Here's where I want to be super clear, at least with our podcast and from, from our perspective is I also super feel you're not going to like everything you do within that process. And there's going to be some hard work that comes across it. And this is not about just finding your happy place. And if you have a hard day or if you have a hard year, whatever it may be, you know, you're just, you're not putting the time in. So, right. But this is why what you chase down, this is why it's so important to just follow what you're passionate about. And mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily mean a job title. I don't want to give away too much. We got some good notes for today, mm-hmm. but who does that? I'd be doing real estate. However, comma, I haven't said that in a while. If you know me, if you know how I how I care and how I process thought and and just certain things, and me being in real estate makes perfect sense. Absolutely. If you, if you know me, so right. again, just being open minded to your qualities, not being fixed on a title. I'm kind of giving away too much, but I, I right at the gate, I, I love giving a little bit of context. So this podcast is super productive, and we minimize the fuckery in the yeah. very beginning yeah. about what we're talking about. Um, you know, early on. But with that being said, man. Um, you got anything you want to preface before we kind of, yeah, start no, man, into I, it? I think, I think, you know, we posed a big question in the beginning is in who, who are you? Right. I know we're going to dive into some goal setting and stuff like that, because that does, that is a huge part of who you are as a person. Uh, but diving into those pillars, as far as who are you, what do you think kind of goes into that? I know we're talking a lot about career and I know most people that listen to this, they are entrepreneurs, they're starting a company or they own a company or even just employees who are trying to be the best at what they are and do the corporate thing and climb the ladder. Needless to say, a huge part of who we are is our career. So Correct. I think kind of starting off on our, on our career conversation and finding out, all right, who are you? Is that your career or what does that look like to you? 
Yeah. <clears throat> and while the camera was on you, I was able to go on to Facebook and share it. Good. I didn't see an alert. So if you go on your phone while I'm talking and no one there can you see go. you, yeah. you can go on to our page <laughs> and you can good. share it. So just giving okay. you a, no, man, you have a big following. we got to get you to share <laughs> right. it. Right. Okay. Um, no, I like it. And this is not necessarily in chronological order, but today we want to cover goal specific, right? So, hey, yep, who you are and why, but then being specific about your goals and, and what you want to accomplish um, as an individual, um, personal goals, you know, but mainly, you know, we're going to be talking a lot of career today as far as like how you're approaching goals in your career and just things to be realistic about. No, I don't mean realistic as in like, hey, you're not going to be a professional athlete, but hey, you might not be a top producer, right? Uh, and just kind of dialing into some of those things and being as specific as possible. Um, we're also going to be touching into lifestyle. What is your lifestyle? What's it all about? You know, like, are you all about the hustle, quote unquote, but every weekend you have off? Or you like every night off or your energy level or just your just some self-awareness mm -hmm. on, you know, how much work you actually put into something kind mm -hmm. of thing um, or just your ability to be creative and things like that. And, and I'm obviously I'm just prefacing. We're going to mm -hmm. go through all these specifically mm -hmm. today. Mm -hmm. Happiness. Um, we specifically put out that on there for Eli. <laughs> I'm learning. Hey, hold on. I am learning how to be happy. He is, man. I had a weekend. Yeah, yeah. You know, I took a, I took the weekend mm -hmm. this weekend for the kiddos and went to a couple of birthday parties, went to one birthday party in particular, um, good friend of mine. I've known him forever, not to get sidetracked. Um, but I, you know, I think part of me finding my happiness and I have a hard time checking out cause I just kind of don't want to, I just, mm -hmm. you know, I'm just in it and I'm focused at work and I'm checked in and Hey, it works, man. And if I do check out, I get, man, I don't want to use the word, but I get super picky mm -hmm. or super, not bougie, super picky. As in, if they're just not productive people, I don't want to check out, you yeah. know. Um, yeah, yeah. But Kenny, phenomenal guy, great father, great family. Um, I've known him and his, and his family for a long time. He started getting his son into working out, you know, in like 2011. So I've known him since 2010 or 11, man, when I'd come back. This is toward the end of my mm -hmm. Marine Corps career, toward the end of it, and would come back, and I saw him and his son working out, and his son's all big and buff now. Is, you man. know, Tyler fat, you know, Tyler's all, but I had to, I had to show him up this weekend, dude. I had to take all the steak away from him <laughs> and um, show him who's boss. But he's a, he's a really good father. You know, he's ahead of me. He's about 10 years older than me. And I like that. I like that. Yeah. I enjoy who he is as a father. I like that. He's super successful in his business, but he still finds time for family. And mm -hmm. I feel like selfishly I can gain from someone like that and I can learn some things as a father. So part of me being happy or checking out per se is, it still has to be somewhat productive intellectually, yes. emotionally, or just the environment and the energy of people I'm around. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I like that. So that's, that's one of them big happiness. I'm learning some of that too. And it's not that I'm unhappy. Um, we'll elaborate once we yeah. get to that. I'm yeah. going to kind of elaborate on my feelings with that. Um, but I'm learning how to be happy, Eli. And then, um, <laughs> you know, and then again, just prefacing, just being able to put in real work, um, you know, and just understanding that. So, if you're good with it, yeah. Why don't we start with? Do you want to start with goal specific? Yeah, let's let's start with goal specific. Cool. And and again, just to preface a little more, the the mission for today's conversation is to help establish. All right, why are your goals your goals? Right? How does that fit into your lifestyle or your ideal lifestyle? And then setting realistic expectations for yourself attached to those goals. So, for example, your goal is one thing. Does your lifestyle match that goal? And then ultimately at the end of the day, like Will said, does all the shit make you happy, right? So yeah. starting off with goals, why are your goals your goals? Are you asking me? <laughs> Hypothetically, 
one should ask themselves, why are your goals your goals? So when you yeah, so at, let's give examples. Yeah. I guess so some context so this isn't just about Eli and I. And we're mm-hmm. going to use some examples that I'm not even sure are my goals. That way I'm, I'm super unbiased with right, it. But, right. you know, we're in real estate. So let's use that. And if anyone's listening to this that knows us personally, this is not geared toward you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't want you guys thinking that anyone's thinking of you or personally attacking you or talking shit into well, your face. Yeah, and, um, and when we say real estate, really this goes into any sales. It does. Any sales Yeah, sales, position. real estate. Yeah. But, so let's use top producer. Okay. Right? That's one that's, you know, I've heard recently. Uh, but it's also something that you hear since day one, yeah. right? And then you got to think like, okay, you want to be a top producer. And then part of that, you know, when you're looking at that goal is like, cool. And then what's the time frame? Like you think you're going to do that in your first year? Mm-hmm. And if so, Why? And then how, you know, and, and something big that I want to give a little bit of context to as well as we talk about incremental achievements, you mm-hmm. know, like we were given, um, we were doing our networking company mm-hmm. class mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. FitWorks, and we were, we've got a guy that's helping us with the class and he, he learns a lot, but also helps teach sometimes when he's got some things to say and, um, super good dude. And <clears throat> we were speaking about his company and it's like, Hey guys, if, if so-and-so had a 10% increase in his company's volume, how would he be sitting right now? good like if he increased 10 percent from the year mm-hmm. prior like he'd be getting bonuses mm-hmm. right they'd be loving him cool so then why is that not acceptable for you why do you think you have to do you know like so i think just gauging goals and understanding and when we say realistic i'm not telling you to sandbag yourself i'm not saying that overall if you want to lose 100 pounds of weight cool but i also want you to understand how to lose five pounds 20 times That's because exactly there's going to be it. things along that process that you learn along the way and you got to understand like that's being realistic, but not sandbagging. I'm not mm-hmm. saying settle on your dreams and be realistic and marry some average chick. No, I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is it's okay to want to be a top producer. Cool. Yeah. Let's be realistic. Can you even see that? Mm-hmm. No. What can you see? Well, what'd you do this year? Nothing because I'm new or last year I did two. Right. I did two deals last year. Okay. So what if you did four this year? What's the percentage increase? Hundred percent increase, man. Hey, so is that is that not a step in the right direction? Hell yeah! But if people aren't like a top producer overnight, right? Then they, I feel like there's an issue. So I think, dude, a lot of the times it's not so much setting the goal or like setting that north star out mm-hmm. for what you want to achieve. I don't necessarily think that's the problem. I think the problem is the incremental and the direction and the actions that you're taking along the way of just recognizing and just knowing when you're moving in the right direction and, and just being realistic. And that's where I think like you do need to listen to people who do have a lot of experience with goal accomplishment. Maybe it's not the goal in your specific industry, but just when you, when you've accomplished things in your life, yeah. like, you know, we both from our different backgrounds, we've, we've accomplished certain things and you understand that, Hey, shit takes a long time. It takes a lot longer than you think. And a lot more work has to go into that than you think. And I think people as a whole have a tendency to greatly overestimate how much they can get done in five years and greatly underestimate how much they can get done in one year. Sure. Flip that. I went dyslexic. Underestimate how much they can get done in five saying. years and overestimate how much in one year. That one year is going to go by like that. Yeah. Well, and so and I, I correlate a lot of things to the gym, like when somebody wants to lose, let's say 40 pounds. Yeah. Right. They get there, but they don't really talk about it until they get there. And then when they get there, they're kind of like sacrificing everything to get there as in, you know, tracking what you're doing and like hey let's not just lose 40 pounds but then our body's composition hasn't changed right so for those of you that don't abla composition i get it i'm not being insulted here let's say you're 250 pounds and you're 20 percent body fat Mm -hmm. and then you lose 40 pounds but you do your body's bmi again and even though you're 40 pounds lighter you're still 20 percent body fat that means 
part of you losing weight accumulative of that mm-hmm. 40 pounds some of that's muscle yep as in yeah like it got there but it's kind of a shit show like mm-hmm. what were you doing with your diet trash were you not tracking what you're doing were you not feeling those five pound and three pound incremental steps were you not listening to your body and just understanding you know and just having more direction with what mm-hmm. you're trying to accomplish that way when you lose 40 pounds you maintain as much lean muscle mass as you could and your body's composition changed as and not only have i lost 40 pounds i'm down from 20 percent body fat to 12 or 14 yeah yeah. Interesting, mm-hmm. right? Like, and and what what that does to your body is huge. So, again, you know, when, when you're going for that goal, hey, top producer, you know, awesome, you know. But along the way, there's going to be incremental steps in the right direction or wrong direction. And if you're not feeling those and paying attention to them, you're in trouble. And mm-hmm. if you don't really have incremental goals to get there, like if someone were to ask me, like, hey, I want to be top producer, cool. So, what is that? Mm-hmm. right like write that down if you guys are listening to this like whatever your goal is like write it down not write it down as in just literally i space want space right to be top mm-hmm. producer period i get it more specifically so, so what is that top producer for your team top producer for your office mm-hmm. top producer for the, the state of colorado mm-hmm. top producer for the nation what mm-hmm. be specific so you you understand what you're reaching for right right i want to be top producer nationally okay what is that i don't know then how's that your goal what is the top one percent of realtors across the nation producing Mm -hmm. okay they're doing this like let's say it's uh 300 deals you know a year okay yeah and then you go well hold on a minute they could do 300 transactions a year that's a lot of paperwork oh Maybe they have a team mm-hmm. of 10 or 12 agents and they're just taking credit for their agents going out and doing mm-hmm. deals. They scaled the team Yep. and they got transaction coordinators and other stuff. Like now you're starting to grasp, oh shit. Like, well, they're just at scale. Mm-hmm. Correct. Interesting. Okay. So maybe your goal should be to produce a certain level of production by yourself and then add a transaction coordinator and yeah. then add one or two agents below you as you build a team and then you scale the team which then eventually equals something but what i'm getting at is once you dive into what you're really looking at as a goal specifically Mm -hmm. you're going to start realizing there's a ton of incremental steps along the way that start painting that path Mm -hmm. for you and what that does is it gives you your stepping stones and then look your first two years might just be creating enough production around yourself before before you hire someone on yeah and i think it's important too to get yourself around those people like if there's Mm -hmm. if there's a person that's done what you're trying to do how can you get around them and just even if you're just observing or you just spend more time with them in the office or you're getting yourself in their social they're going to help paint that picture for you they are they are and again just especially in sales guys like not to cry <laughs> not to cry on <laughs> just love sales Breaking so much god damn heart i'm gonna watch my language today so we can boost <laughs> way too late for that <laughs> way too late you like that i think your fifth oh, word was man. an f-bomb i know yeah. um but you know just understanding and grasping that because first and foremost you know we're using top producer loosely because it's not just about real estate but whatever you want to be top at whatever you're striving for like do you think you're going to get there by not being a subject matter expert do you think you're going to get there by not doing mm-hmm. deals do you think you're going to get there by not knowing what you're talking about? Mm-hmm. And there's business models out there in real estate where you can just make money on people below you, mm-hmm. right? Like you don't have to do your own deals. If you just recruit enough people, mm-hmm. you know, then you get a small cut of what they do. But and you then if you get a hundred people under you, it's almost like real estate slash multi-level marketing in itself. And it's weird. Anyway, yeah. you still got to be good at it though. The point is if you're recruiting anybody decent that has anything 
good to say or knows half of what the hell they're talking about, mm -hmm. why would they follow you and allow you to gain on their commissions? Right. right. Like they just won't. So first and foremost, you know, like just understand that you need to be a subject matter expert at your craft. And if you're going to be a top producer, then that means you should be one of the most proficient people at that mm -hmm. operation period before you scale it. And that just does not happen overnight. And guess what? All. Once you scale it, it's not as good. Yeah. Yeah. People aren't you, mm -hmm. right? It's not as good. Yep. You got to be that much better to yep. then supervise others. So as they're scaling it, your business model and the proficiency mm -hmm. people are doing to, you know, to take care of clients is still adequate. Mm -hmm. And if it's not, you're in trouble. So I think biggest thing here, reversing this a little bit and, and taking a step back is whatever that goal is. Okay. Write it down. Cool. But then dive into what that is. Mm -hmm. Right. I want to lose a hundred pounds. Cool. Write it down. And then what is that? That's five pounds, 20 times. Oh, okay. Interesting. Like there's just ways of looking at it. So you actually understand incremental mm -hmm. steps and mm -hmm. you got to have, they're necessary, right? Because you've got to like, you've got to have a feel for whether you're moving in the right direction or not. You gotta be able to mm -hmm. read, like, just like you read a room, you gotta be able to read that goal and whether you're like, Hey, am I moving in the right direction or not versus, well, I just won't eat. Right. Yeah. Okay. There's, there's that, there's that style of diet. You just don't eat and cool. And like, oh man, I lost 20 pounds and you're weak. And you're tired and you lost muscle, like not a good way to do it. So again, mm -hmm. and, and I, I keep using this again. It's no, it's, it's not to anyone I'm, I know personally, but it's, it's a good one. Top producer. Okay. Mm -hmm. What is that? Top producer for your team, top producer for your office, top producer for your County. Well, that's not really working in real estate. Top producer for your state, mm -hmm. top producer in the nation, top producer in the nation within your company or just overall. Oh, you do. You want to be top producer across the board, regardless of company in the nation. Okay. You got a long fucking way to go. Yeah, you do. And this is where you're going to have a lot of fun because this is your idea today. What we talk about like the work ethics and the expectations you're setting yeah. on yourself with your goals. And yeah. then, okay, cool. So that's your goal. And we've, and we've decided that, okay, what are we doing? Like, what are your realistic expectations on yourself? You got three hours a day. You're part-time because you're converting from something to the other. Mm -hmm. And I'm not mad if you're part-time. I'm not mad if, if you've got only a couple of hours a day right now to start working towards your new career. Mm -hmm. What I am saying is maybe that top producer is 12 years out. Yes. Why the fuck is that a problem? Right. You got people that are working 16 hours a day that have a book of business that have been grinding for 10 years and they're fucking good mm -hmm. at it and mm -hmm. they're talented mm -hmm. chasing down that 1%. Yeah, right? bro. Like, yeah. But you working three hours a day, two hours a day, six hours a day, every other day, like that's adequate. So again, realistic, not sandbagging, not trying to shit on your dreams here, mm -hmm. but being real realistic about, hey, no disrespect. You got guys like me out there that just want to eat you up and laugh at you. Dude, they're everywhere. Right? They're everywhere. They're you, everywhere. You, you got guys like, hey, this is a business for them. This right. is how they provide for their family. This is their brand. And we've met a couple of them, right? And we're trying to be that ourselves, like mm -hmm. that are literally working that hard. And not only are they working that hard, they're also stupid talented. Yeah, they're good at it. And some of them yeah. still aren't there. Well, and to, and to help broaden your guys' perspective, so look at this as if you want to be the best house cleaner there is, you want to be the best dentist there is, whatever you are, if you if you own a company or if you own a business or you're in a service-based industry especially, this applies to, to anyone who's trying to be the best to anything. Because like what Will said, there are I want to go to Mr. I want to win Mr. Olympia. Bro, there's killers right? out there. Right. That, I think you need to respect yeah, the game. And if you killers, if you're not around yeah. it, and this is why it's so important when you talked about getting around people that maybe are that. Mm -hmm. Because if you've if you've got enough audacity to open your mouth and no one is questioning you in that room, you're in the mm -hmm. wrong fucking room. Yeah, it's true. Right? Because yeah. and, and I'm not a I'm not 
saying I'm top 1% of the nation, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. we hit our top 1% as a team and that mm-hmm. was across for Berkshire mm-hmm. and that was with one in year, one year. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Barely talk about it unless somebody's messing it or we're recruiting or we're talking about accolades. Hey, cool. We'll talk about it. Otherwise, man, I'm shutting my mouth and I'm getting back at it and mm-hmm. we're trying to scale ourselves even more with yeah. what we're doing. Like there's yeah. just no room to continue to talk about yeah. it. And like that wasn't the goal in the first place. Yeah. It's a great incremental step. It definitely shows you and I, hey, you guys are good at real estate. In addition to that, you've created a model that you can duplicate. Mm-hmm. So it's not just you two relying on your talent to do deals. Mm-hmm. You've created a process where you've duplicated it and you've taught other people to do it and they're proven successful. Mm-hmm. Great. Those are really good one and two first steps into real estate. So I guess where I get a little bashful toward people is we might be at a certain level and I think it's nothing. Mm-hmm. But then someone isn't even close to that. Right. They haven't even figured out if they like the industry. Yeah. And they're talking like that. And it's like, hey, I, I think I'm just barely at it. I think Elon and I have made one or two really solid steps that showed we were talented enough to do it. It also showed we were smart enough to create a process to duplicate it, teach people what we duplicated, and then they got successful. Cool. But guess what? Well, now you still got to be able to scale that to 15, 17, 25, 30, 50, 70 agents. Well, how long does that take? As long as it fucking takes. Mm -hmm. I'm not just going to go recruit a bunch of whoever's Mm -hmm. or good people that just aren't good fits for us because we're just trying to hit a number in recruiting. We want to make sure it's the right people. So if it takes five years to get to 50 or eight years to get to 50, it takes eight years. Yeah. It's more about just making sure that the people are there. But again, if you reverse you and I, you know, those two huge accomplishments right? To some people, mm-hmm. huge accomplishments were just two steps in the right direction for you they and are. I. Well, and it's one of the classic things I think is, you know, once you kind of accomplish that goal, if you have the right mindset, you should be like, oh, that's it. Like, all right, what's next? Yeah. And I think something that people can relate to as well, like let's just put um, a financial goal. So I want to make a million bucks, right? Oh God. One thing that you have to that's do. another great topic. Yeah. I want to make a million bucks. And I think that's kind of a benchmark for everybody out there, right? Yeah. I want to make a million bucks. Great. Mm-hmm. Now let's do this. Let's take a look and see is the industry that you're in, is that even f- possible? Is that even physically possible to make a million dollars in that industry? Are you depending so, on how long you're there? So again, be specific. Not even. Not I even. Wanna, there's ceilings everywhere. There, there is. But again, so when we're talking about being specific with your goal, uh-huh. right? Like I want to be a top producer. Okay. What is that? Mm-hmm. And then how long do you think you're giving yourself to do that? Okay. Right. And then yep. same thing. I want to make a billion bucks. Okay. As an income, yeah, yearly income, like you want to be able to mm-hmm. earn a million dollars in a year's worth of income. Yep. Cool. And then how long are you giving yourself to do that? You're going to do it in the first year? And what industry is it even physically possible? In your industry. Because or do you want to make a million dollars within three or four or five years? Yeah. Well, and then the point that I'm getting to is being open is and even flexible possible? enough in your goals yeah. to be able to look at yourself and be like, okay, am I attached to this career because I want to say I'm this type of thing? Uh-oh. Or is my goal more important to me than the label of my career? Will and I both would not be in real estate at all if we were fixed on our previous label that we were attached to, right? I know both of us, it, it took our- What it, were our labels? It took, well, with <laughs> That's you, a loaded question. Dude, with, well, with your extensive background, military, police, like who the hell would have en- thought you would end up in Pig, real estate? asshole, for, yeah, racist. For, <laughs> apparently I should be in prison. Dude, I don't right? I know, shouldn't even have this opportunity. And um, Murderer. <laughs> I mean, your own labels for yourself, not no. other people's labels. Oh, my you. own labels. Oh, yeah. I'm a teddy bear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, but, I always love looking at fat- <laughs> Because he can't look at me when he's monitoring cameras, and I'm like, I'm a teddy bear. Uh, yeah, I'm a teddy bear. He's nodding, I promise. Right, right. No, but, I agree. I, I agree. I agree. Just being open-minded. So One, like, 
if you're in like okay so let's flip that too if you're in an industry because well it's got freedom of schedule and you can just make a ton of money so i want to go do that but maybe it has nothing to do with what you're good at mm-hmm. or what you like real estate for example <laughs> talking to a good buddy of ours today a lender crushes and he was talking to a newer agent and mm-hmm. he was kind of helping her and diving into that, like hey so what brought you yeah and it was that it was like well just like the financial freedom you know and just freedom of schedule you know and i think she's within her first 90 days and in my head right and i was like so he he was helping her out and just kind of gauging her a little bit and and chatting with her and and bless his heart you know and i want to do that too and we do we we help but then the other half of me is like hey what happened in your head that makes you think 90 days in you should be talking about freedom of schedule, but you're also talking about financial freedom. Now, no disrespect, because this is all goal specific. I'm okay, assuming yep. if you're watching us assholes that you want to grow and be competitive yeah. and, and just be yep. a better person and better at growth. So I get it. We're idiots. Got it. But being specific, right? If you're just someone that's like, hey, I just want to do a couple of days a year to bring a little bit of extra income to my family. And I want to learn my craft and be professional and take care of sales for people. Yeah. Um, but it's more so just for the for the freedom of schedule. I get it because now your goals and aligned, right? Yes. Like you're you're jumping into something and, and it feeds what you needed to. But if you're talking about financial freedom, okay, what is that? How much do you need to have financial freedom? And then obviously, like financial freedom has to do with something reoccurring, mm-hmm. as in you have sustainable reoccurring income. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're in sales. Okay. You don't have that. Oh, nope. well, if you have a team and employees that do deals, it's reoccurring. Hey, nope. check it out. Accountability meetings, team meetings, classes taught, constant yeah. mentorship. You're earning like, every one of those you're dollars. You're earning every one of it. As yeah. you, but here's the deal. As you should. Yeah, exactly. So if we're talking financial freedom and you're talking freedom of your schedule and you're 90 days in, like, hey, bless your heart. Listen to me. This is not the place for you. Real estate is super cutthroat. It's super difficult. Just because you're in a Denver market, mm-hmm. like you think like a, a monkey can do this. It's well, not true, man. And and frankly, I, I partially blame the people that are doing it because they don't open their mouths like we do. There's not a whole lot of people out there saying the truth behind what it takes to be successful in a commission-based know, sales industry. I get that. Everybody bro. just talks about, you look at I any know. coaching program out there. Yeah, find out how you can make this much money and passive income and look, make man, money from the beach. People buy into that shit. I know, big time. but I don't mind when people make money off of idiots. It's your fault for being an idiot. Right. You don't think people sell that shit to me? Yep. I just under I don't I don't listen to the hype, man. You My get shit it. stinks like everyone else. You and get it. There's oh, it's too oh, it's that easy. No, man. Right. It, no. So right. look, if people market stuff and make money off of idiots, mm-hmm. hey. Right on. They're I, out I, there. Because here's the deal. Like, well, not everybody opens their mouth like us and speaks the truth. It's not their responsibility, though, Correct. either. Right? right? Like, we're choosing to have a podcast. Yeah. We're choosing to be idiots and run our mouth and hopefully it helps someone. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> However, if you got top producers in Colorado that are out doing their job and they work their face off, do you think they give two cares about some new person that thinks they're going to have nah. financial freedom and freedom of count? Like, dude, they don't care. And it's not their responsibility to care. This, you're an adult, you're an entrepreneur. You're out there to fend for yourself, like cool, buckle up mm-hmm. and and figure it out. Like no, mm-hmm. like you don't have many people that are doing this because they're probably working their face off. But I just, man, I try as a leader, like, hey, everything's my fault, right? Extreme ownership, yada yada. Thanks, Jocko. Got it. <laughs> to all of you strangers, I don't know. You gotta be able to take accountability, right? Like yeah. you like so be careful with what Eli says. I know what you're saying, but be careful so it's not taken out of context as in people start blaming the industry for not warning them. No, man. 
be responsible for yourself and just understand it like, hey, yes, can you have some, some I guess, form of financial freedom or, or whatever you think that is in real estate? Sure. There are aspects of rental properties and investments oh. where you, I get it. Yeah. Now, there's still work. So I'm not saying that you're not going to have to put work yeah. in. But yes, is there going to be some quote unquote, depending on your definition of it, you know, financial freedom? Yes. Arguably, yes. And then are you going to have freedom of schedule? Yes. Yes. Right. However, right? However, bear with me. You're new. That means you should work your face off, yeah. right? Like getting a rocket off the ground is way harder than once that rocket is in orbit. True. Way so harder. True. Building your book of business, becoming a professional, knowing mm -hmm. law, knowing policies, understanding how to negotiate deals, mm -hmm. understanding just the language behind contracts and managing people's emotions and becoming that subject matter expert before you can scale yourself to the point where you do have some freedom of, yeah. of schedule and it's super important, but again, here's my problem. We're in a we're in a generation, regardless of age. It's not just millennials. You know, a lot of millennials I like. We're in this phase, right? Of everyone gets a trophy. Mm -hmm. Here's the double negative. We're in a we're in a generation of everyone gets a trophy, and we're in an industry where everyone will get hired because you're 1099, and you, you can, can go work anywhere because you, you pay to be there, and you can get your license in four weeks. Ugh. Right. right. And then the people's audacity, like, oh, yeah, they hired me or they want. Me. Oh, yeah, they're super <laughs> excited about me. Of course they are. Yeah. OK, like there's places that have six thousand agents. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe 10 percent of them actually do deals. But the other five thousand of them. Right. Like mm -hmm. if they do a deal a year. Cool. Because that brokerage makes money. Mm -hmm. There's there's some volume there. Right. Mm -hmm. There's math behind it. I get it. But again, like this is where you have to be super realistic and understanding whatever industry that you pick. And we're going to get to how you maybe pick that you know, here in a second, once I'm off my soapbox here, but yeah, understanding your phase and, and just understand like, oh, you want to do this for your life. You want to provide for yourself and have financial freedom and freedom of schedule, but you don't want to earn it. Right. Like you don't understand what goes behind that. You're going to put 10, you're going to put 20 years of work yep. into five or 10. Yep. Like there is no way around retirement, quote unquote, or there's mm -hmm. no way around making it, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. Some people work corporate America or law enforcement and military and you worked 20, 30 years, and you got your earnings. And then some of you that want to be those top producers and ball out, quote unquote, you're going to put 30 years of work into 10. Mm -hmm. They're like, right? Like the work still has to get done. Whether yep. you get the nine to five and it takes you 30 years or you want it sooner, it just means you're going to work your face off, right? And as you can tell, like I get emotional about that. Not because I'm an asshole, I promise you, but because like just the realistic expectations, mm -hmm. not being moderate not sandbagging yourself not well if you reach for the stars and you fall short at least you hit the moon fuck off <laughs> what does that even mean <laughs> that's a plan b already yeah it is that's like hey i'm admitting that my goal's way too big but even if i fall short at least i hit the moon not true not uh -huh. true you know what the reality is that rocket blows the fuck up mm -hmm. and you die and you get a job gone and yeah. you get a job yeah no like and I, I don't like those analogies because no that's not the ladder the ladder is not if i set this super far and i fall short at least i'll get this no no yeah I'll, you're gonna go get a job yeah okay your rocket is blown up and it's embarrassing because it's in front of everyone yep. right like the audacity now, behind that well, i digress he, and, i'm off my soapbox well and why it's so important to be so honest like will is being and so passionate because people need to get it through their heads, especially ones that are listening to this. If you're listening to this, hopefully you've got the frame of mind where you can digest all of this, but shit is hard. Shit takes a lot longer than you think it does. And you need to put in so much work day after day and seemingly not move the needle at all on your business. And I mean, day after day, year after year, mm -hmm. and just keep going. And that's one of the hardest parts when you believe in something and you don't see the immediate ROI, the immediate outcome, 
but you have to keep persevering because someday that scale will tip and things will start falling in your favor. But there's years, guys. No, nah, bro. There's years nah, of bro, putting I'm in work man. and having nothing happen. No, nah, dude, I'm different, bro. Dude, right? I'm different, bro. That's, that's Shut what they your think. mouth. That's what they think, I know. Man. And dude, yeah. even more reason to go do jujitsu. Oh, dude, you're different? You're any, talented? Yeah, right. Go be a white belt. Yeah. Go get your ass beat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right, right. By right. that nerd that does love working corporate America. Yes, that just loves sitting behind a computer, drooling over him beating your ass at Angel yep. Jitsu. Yep. Go yep. ahead, go ahead. Right, Dude, like they're there. It's the same thing with businessman. Like it just is. just having the pace of a sprinter, but understanding yep. you're running a marathon. And there, do there's nothing that can compete with reps and years in the industry and just experience, man. Yeah. You know, and and it doesn't have to be even just experience in your industry, but just life experience in general. We've mm-hmm. talked about that on the podcast with my experience prior to entrepreneurship and where mm-hmm. I think that it's helped me, you know, mm-hmm. but so again, being specific about your goal, cause as much as I'm talking trash today, I want to help you too. Cause I, I give benefit of doubt that if you're listening to this, you're probably not the person I'm talking to. Mm-hmm. I get it. So mm-hmm. appreciate you being patient and listening to my soapbox today. So reversing that before we get to the whole career identity, right? Just reversing it, understanding, Hey, be specific about your goal. Mm-hmm. Make it specific. I want to be a top producer of what? Okay. Mm-hmm. Not only of what, but time frame, And then what does that look like? Well, what's a top producer look like? Oh, I don't know. Okay, problem. Shouldn't be your goal. So again, being specific about your goal and understanding what the heck you just said yeah. and what your goal is in the if first place. If you want to place. be a millionaire, have you looked at how much money you need to make every day to make a million bucks at the end of the year? Well, that's not a funny, lie. Yeah, look at that number. Have fun with that. <laughs> Dude, that's... Yeah. Looks like my number. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, watch out. I'm coming for you, millionaires. Right, right. right. Um, huge, right? And then the more you understand at scale what that looks like then again putting yourself around people or just going and just diving into a process and what that looks like and then going oh wow so top producers are doing 300 deals a year how do they how do they have enough time to do because then you, you're in real estate hypothetically oh so they show homes and put an offer in and win it and close on the same day just about because it's 365 days a year mm-hmm. and they're doing 300 deals a year Yep. Wait, don't you have to show people homes? Yeah. Hey, don't you have to th- put offers in? Mm-hmm. Hey, isn't there, doesn't there have to be time for inspections sure and, does. and appraisals and well, they get all that done in one day? No, they don't ass. Right. Right. Oh, something is scaled. Something scaled here. They're taking credit for something. They got a team full disclosure. Mm-hmm. We don't do that with our team. Mm-hmm. However, some people do all good. Not against it. But the point is just understanding how top producers even get to the number that they're at is super important right. because that's what you can reserve start reverse engineering. So again, like with you, <clears throat> I want to make a million bucks in a year. Cool. How much is that in a day? How mm-hmm. much is that in a month? Mm-hmm. And then when you can, and then just reverse engineer it until it's, until you can see it, until it's yeah. tangible, until you can relate to it, <clears throat> keep reverse engineering it and then go, okay, there's about 20, I, Hey, well, I reverse engineered this 20 times over. Okay. What's that mean? Well, I got to do 12 deals in a year. Why? Well, that's top 20%. And top 20% means this. But if I'm doing this many deals a year, at that point, I would be able to do this and bring somebody on to scale. Oh, interesting. So you're well on your way to your goal Mm because now you understand how hard it is. Cool. And instead of trying to be top producer globally, you understand like, hey, I want to be top 20%. And okay, a deal a month. I can see that. Okay, that means I have to have a couple clients in the pipeline. And as as some of those are closing, I should be picking up a couple more. Like, okay. One deal. All right. I like, 
and I think for people that are in their first couple of years of real estate, I think 12 is tangible. I think mm -hmm. you can see that. Mm -hmm. What's wrong with starting there? Why do we, even though the end goal is this top producer, right. cool, but you're skipping every incremental goal that's leading you in the right direction of letting you know whether it's possible or not. Because here's the deal. Continue to work at it and work at it and work at it. <clears throat> and if you're in year five and you haven't hit 12 deals a year, if you're in year three, shit, man. Some might even argue that if you don't do 30 deals your first year, you're you're not, you don't have the talent to be a top right, producer, right, right? right? Arguably, not saying that that's true. Mm -hmm. But if you're not, if you're not able to scale yourself just individually, just with a transaction broker and networking and building a book of business and within your first three years, five years, you can't pull off 12 deals in, in, in one year. You should have a conversation with yourself of whether you should. You're, yeah. Right. And do the same way in baseball. Yeah. Okay. Like you got minor leagues, you got single A, double A, triple A, you got rookie ball, all these leagues on average, you should be moving up to a higher league every one to two years. Mm -hmm. If you, if you think you're on pace to hit the actual MLB. Now, every once in a while you have guys that spend 10, 11 years and then, yep, they get pulled up and a lot of them are pitchers, right? Like they just got something good or, okay. or they had a couple of surgeries and they struggled. They finally get pulled up, but Let's not get in the weeds. The bottom line is, like, as you're moving through the minor leagues, they even got a pace there. Like, look, man, if you're still in double A ball and you're four years into this thing, six years, you're not going. Okay. Mm, like, right, you right. should probably figure, go work at Home Depot or pray that you go back to college. I, I don't know, yeah. but figure it out because you're probably not going to make the MLB. Yeah. Not shitting on anyone's dreams. If you want to persevere, you have to be have realistic, at it. though. But you at least have to be able to track what you're doing. Yeah. Okay. Like, so if you're in real estate, and you're a certain amount of years in and and it's your goal mm -hmm. to be top producer. I'm not I'm not messing with anyone that doesn't have any desire to do that. This we're all talking. Well, and this is any goal, right? not even just the yeah. best. But let's say if, if, I want to make fifty grand this year. You still need to do the same But you can't program. find a way to find ten. Right. You still need to follow this the same way. Yep. It's no different than, you know, if we're we were talking about make road trips today, right? And how much we hate them. And <laughs> we're like, but for this analogy, if we're going from Colorado to California mm -hmm. and we punched California in our GPS. We know where we're going, yep. but what's the first turn that we take? What's the oh, third don't turn? Don't forget that we to take? get gas and you need the damn, pack you need a spare the tire. Map. Yeah. This is all basic, basic stuff, guys. But, but here's the deal. If you can't see California and if it's a high enough goal, you probably can't see it. But mm -hmm. what you can see are some of these incremental steps that the are next happen turn early on. And the next turn, right. That just keep you on your way, right? Yes. So I think we've beat that horse dead as shit. I'm gonna let it go. <laughs> Next thing, and this was interesting, you brought this up today, career identity, right? Like mm -hmm. not just fixing yourself to a career label mm -hmm. as in, you know, you chose real estate because it's freedom of schedule and you make a lot of money, but like you have no quality to do that. And also not limiting yourself to certain career opportunities. right? and just having some self-awareness and understanding where your qualities fit. Like, so for example, with me, I wasn't mm -hmm. quite sold on, on real estate, right? Like I had people nudging me in a direction and I was open-minded enough to kind of hear them out and hear what they had to say. And, um, you know, a friend of mine that was nudging me is super productive in real estate. And now he's actually starting to ask me questions. Interesting. Right. I like that. But bottom line was no, it wasn't on my radar, you know? Um, but when I started looking at qualities that I have and, and just understanding how you have to manage people's emotions and mm -hmm. understanding law and policy and contracts and different things. And, you know, just having my history with what I did with within law enforcement and military, obviously the Marine Corps stuff helps in with chain of command and, and material and leadership so we can create a team. So that came in a little bit later on, mm -hmm. but just understanding law and contracts and how to write and things like that. We have some police, some police stuff help there and Big time. dude, managing people's emotions. 
that was being a police officer, showing up at a, at a car accident, managing mm -hmm. people's emotions, you know, and mm -hmm. then like the stuff I did with the fitness company, just learning some commercial real estate and where to put things and how, how to put things and why they go where they go, gave me some background. And so when I was looking at it fundamentally, it was like, hey, yeah, if I, if I say the title real estate agent, like, eh, I'm like, dude, laugh in your face. Like, are right, you sure? Right, right. But when you start diving in and looking at it, you go, huh. Interesting. Like that actually is a great fit. So this mm -hmm. was a unique talk and I want, I want you to elaborate on it, but this was super unique when you mentioned this today. And I do think that if you're not necessarily fixed on your career right now, but you want to be an entrepreneur or grow, or you've got some skill sets that might fit a different career and you don't need to be an entrepreneur, you're cool, like working for a different institution, but just not being narrow minded to a title yeah. and understanding like, okay, take the title off of it. What do my qualities say about myself? And then what jobs, careers, or entrepreneurship opportunities are out there for me yeah. that fit my tools, not my label, not yeah. the name badge, but your tool belt. Yeah, right? dude, and that's 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 a strictly self-awareness, man. And I had, I remember when you were telling the little story, I remember when I was lifting it 24 hours someday prior to doing any like bodybuilding competitions or anything like that. I was talking to a guy at the gym and he was like, so how long have you been bodybuilding? And I was like, I ain't a bodybuilder, bro. I'm just lifting weights, man. And he's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, you are. And I'm like, dude, no, I just, I just have to wait. He's like, dude, do you do like lateral raises to get your shoulders bigger? I'm like, well, yeah, you're a bodybuilder. And then I'm like, hmm. And then I started thinking about labels and I'm like, why don't I want to even call myself that? Yeah. I, but it was a few weeks after that, they started thinking about actually doing a competition and whatnot. And that led me down a whole nother path. But right there, I was attached or against a fixed label rather yeah. versus having just being open-minded about it. Sometimes there's stigmas on labels. Yeah, there are. <clears throat> people think bodybuilders we, are we do big real and estate. dumb. And yeah. Real estate. Look, man, people think like uh, real estate is, you know, like female dominant or soccer moms. And I'm I'm super, I'm super shooting from the hip. So no, I'm not insulting. Is, yeah, that just and by the way, women are super smart and they're locked on real estate. Our entire team, but mm -hmm. one is, is women. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. super advocate for female. I'm just talking about like my perception of real estate. I didn't know any real estate guys. That was me. Some of it's yeah. like super female heavy and it's the blazers and the, and the folders and the little handouts and the little thing and the thing. And I'm, Hey dude, that's awesome. Nowhere did I think, yeah. right? Like, dude, I avoided being real estate in, being an extra medium size guy <laughs> with tattoos and loud spoken. But then again, if you take all that away and you look at your qualities and then you go, okay, if you're qualified, you know, and you're super proficient and professional yeah. in what you do, but then just your appearance or personality shakes things up. Hey, that's cool. Yeah. People actually start liking that. And interestingly enough, when you and I started doing business together, I felt like there was a little bit of a tide change. Like people mm -hmm. wanted a little bit of a change than their grandma doing real estate for them. I mm -hmm. think people wanted a little bit more honesty. They wanted things a little shaken up and they wanted a, a little different, more modern approach to how we're looking at market and, I, and what think, it means to them. I think that's across all industries and all jobs and yeah. because people just want authenticity is the big thing right now that people really want. You know, we've been fed bullshit for so many years, dude, through marketing and just, you know, when you talk to your, like I love my, we were, I was in the hospital with my mom a few weeks ago and 30% of the nurses and doctors had sleeves like tatted up. And yeah. I guess I talked to my sister about it. She's like, Oh yeah, they actually just change their policy to where they're allowing people to show their tattoos. Now I'm like, damn, yeah. everybody's tattooed as long as they're uh, not like incriminating or racial. Yeah. You know, as long as they're clean, but it was doing that with breath of fresh air, man, to talk to a doctor who's tatted up and he's just for real, like not using big doctor terms. Like, Hey yeah. man, this is what's up, blah, blah, blah. And you're just like, ah, this is nice. I think just people are human. feeling that across all industries, man. Yeah, just yeah. just humanity. <clears throat> and just being proficient, just understanding, like, 
if a suit is your thing, I'm so for it. Uh -huh. If that's really you, like I've got friends, man, they love dressing up in suits and, and doing that part. Yep. They, they work in Cherry Creek and hey, man, all good. Not that you and I haven't done stuff in Cherry Creek, right? But they they like that. And man, if that's your you, job. if they love dressing up and being super clean, like, hey, I'm all for it. For yep. me, <clears throat> I started that way. And I was missing an earpiece because I look like a CIA agent that was getting yeah. ready to bust your head. Yeah. And, right, like a lot of people I do business with, man, I've met everywhere. I meet at my kiddo's school and, and birthday parties and the gym and everywhere else. Like, that's my book of business. Mm -hmm. No one was used to me like that. So when they would see me like this at a barbecue or they'd see me, you know, at the gym and then I show up at their house in a suit and tie, they're almost taken back a little like, hey, what are you doing? This is where the sales pitch comes in. All right, all right. Versus just, hey, man, what's up? Yeah. Hey, Saturday was fun, man. And then we sit down and have a conversation and game plan and just the atmospherics mm -hmm. were so much better. And that's where I think that that's where I think I win. Mm -hmm. I think emotional intelligence and I think just read, being able to read a room and read people and just understand, you know, incremental moves forward mm -hmm. matter more than you think. And I'm mm -hmm. really good at reading those. So I think mm -hmm. I'm hypersensitive to it and it works, man. And it works for us. And, and again, <clears throat> I'm not against ties. I'm not against suits. Just the way you and I grow our business, people are used to seeing us and feeling us in a certain way. Mm -hmm. And predominantly, even though you and I like to put ties on every once in a while, it's not really our thing. So mm -hmm. I'm not going to dress for an industry. That industry is going to be me, right? That industry. So if real estate is a culture and I'm giving that a stretch there, yeah. then we would be the subculture, which yeah. means, well, real estate means what, it, what does it mean for us? Mm -hmm. As long as we're in within the letter of the law <clears throat> and we're putting our best foot forward and we're proficient for clients, it's what real estate means mm -hmm. to us. It's not about dressing the part to fit into something. It's about making something fit who you are, yeah. but who you are should still organically fit in as in your talents, your skill set how hard you're able to work, those should still fit mm -hmm. into that industry. However, if they do, then yeah, that industry should still fit you and you should still make it yours. And I think you and yeah. I do a great job and I think people pick up on that. We do a great job at just making real estate us. We what do. does it mean we to do. us? And it conforms to us, but again, we still respect the industry mm -hmm. and, we're, and we're up to date and we're legal, things like that, yeah. right? But well, I think those things are important, man. It is, and how this all correlates is, you know, let, now that you've got your specific goal, let's call it an income goal. Now that you've got your specific income goal, not being attached to the label or position that you think is gonna take you there and taking a real hard, realistic look at, okay, is your job gonna take you there towards your goal? If not, you need to be open-minded enough to mm -hmm. be able to look at what skills that you do have and what industry those could be applied in that will take you to that income goal. I got a friend. <laughs> Weird. I just paused. I got a friend. Believe it or not, I have a friend. Tell me about this. I've <laughs> no. I spoke about her before. Um, known her family for years from the gym, and dude, she loves kids, and she's in her mid twenties. Loves kids, right? Her family supports her. Fiance supports her. You know, everyone is gun ho. She comes from a great family, but she kind of gets her in her own head, and then she kind of yeah. gets in her head about like society and stuff, and she loves daycare mm -hmm. like she doesn't want to work for a big preschool daycare corporate system she loves direct care for kiddos and we were talking at the gym and she's getting a little teary-eyed you know because she kind of doubts herself and like well is that even reputable and you know and but she's like i feel so important when i do that mm -hmm. you know like i like these parents need me and they trust me with their mm -hmm. children while they're at work and i'm not just sitting there letting them watch tv i take them outside i take them for walks i read to them i teach them she is super proactive, comes from a really good family. I've known her dad forever, mm -hmm. man. Just a solid family. And she's so proud of it. 
she was getting stuck on the label. Yeah, but yeah. it's what am I a nanny? And I'm like, who gives a fuck yep. what you call it? Yep. Call call it a baby technician, right? Yeah. Nail technician. Yeah. They are. Yeah. You oh no, you just paint nails. No. Right? If you actually watch somebody and if they're great at doing nails or, you know, manicures and pedicures, no, there's probably some technician shit in there because yeah. I can't do it. Yeah. Right. So same thing. And, you know, we're having some fun and and um she's been listening to a little bit of the podcast and just kind of diving through her own thoughts. But it's like, hey, and if you have a calling, like if you just love that, like some of this stuff here doesn't matter. Like, hey, going and finding your career and does it even fit that that much income into there if that's your income goal? All very valid. Mm -hmm. But then there's this other side to it. You just have a calling. Mm -hmm. And she that's what she calls it. She's religious. And she's like, hey, I just, she's like, I'm not trying to be crazy about it, but like, I'm, this is just what I'm passionate about. I love it. And no, I don't want 14 kids at the same time, but I just love this. Hey, don't rule out your passion and your calling thinking that you can't scale that. And we were talking real estate. I said, well, like, what if you did have a partner? And what if you guys did buy a super nice home in Southeast Aurora where you live and you watch four kids mm -hmm. or six kids or eight kids out of there, you cap it at 10, you got three people working it with you and you do everything you want and it's in a home. Yep. So you have beds for naps and different things. And, you know, I was shooting from the hip, but I'm like, hey, and then that that property is an investment property that you can make equity in. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, instead of doing it out of your own home where you can watch one kid, you just scaled it because you have an entire home dedicated to that type of service. Mm -hmm. And you could also just live there if you wanted. Mm -hmm. But the house is big enough and it's and it's adequate for. Well, now you just scaled what you love. So, hey, you scaled your lifestyle right there. Don't. Right? So if you have a calling or something that you love, right, like. Don't rule out scaling that. You just no. have to maybe get a little creative and see it from a business aspect. But yeah. it could very well be there. And I'll tell you what, being a parent, these big daycare centers and all this other bullshit, not as popular. Like there's just no, too many man. cases of kids not getting attention yeah. or or, or no one's paying attention. They fall over and hit their head or they have a bruise or they get a yeah. rash on their bucks and their diaper too long. Hey, I would not last a second there, right? Like I'm not, I would not even think of that. Mm -hmm. But guess what? I would hire her in a heartbeat, right? Yeah. Like we've got a, we've got grandma that helps, and when she travels, she might be helping us. You know, we've been talking about that, and as she gets closer to being okay with just doing that long term, and you know, I would hire somebody like that in a Hell second. Yeah, and dude. if she said, "Hey, I've got eight kids now instead of one, but we've got to have a house, and I've got yeah. two people that I trust that are working with me," I'm more okay with that intermediate level, but that just tons of care to a kid versus I go drop my kid off where four hundred other kids are. As I'm leaving my suburban neighborhood. Twelve seventy five an hour. No, man. Yeah. I'm just not into it. So she's on the cusp of like, hey, you could be on the cusp of something that is in high demand right. and you can make a ton of equity on a property right. and you could still do what you love and have a couple of people help scale it with you and put 10 kids in there instead of one. And and then like the light bulbs started going off. Oh, and it's yeah. like, oh, oh, this is business ownership. Mm -hmm. Oh, hell yeah. It's whatever you want to make it. However, mm -hmm. right. Just. Do it the right way, but she found like her passion, what she loves, and like that's harder than some of this stuff that we're talking about. If you have a calling or something that you just love, man, like I suggest so strongly finding a way to make that Dude, work. Man. Yeah, and and I am really big on understanding that passion and emotion has a value <gasps> attached Ooh. to it. Passion and emotion, the the good emotion. I'm talking about the emotion of passion, right? Okay, that's valuable. So we see this when we're shopping for homes for buyers, right? If you're mm -hmm. an investor and you're looking to buy an investment property, we're going to put renters in there. All that matters is what your ROI is going to be, mm -hmm. right? You want to put the cheapest cabinets in there, the cheapest granite in there, just to make somebody happy, so you can make X amount of dollars on your rent mm -hmm. in your ROI every month. Now, when we're shopping for home buyers who are going to live there, right? Maybe 
the house is priced ten thousand dollars more than they think it should be however mm-hmm. it's by the school that they want it's by the grocery store that they love that has the cool island and the balcony that overlooks the family room like they love the emotion of them loving those things about that house matters that might be worth that 10 grand that it's literally has a value on it right and if you don't offer that 10 grand at full price and they take someone else's offer yeah so with this girl and what's 10 and we talk about goals and being very matter of fact with some of it right yes well how much is ten thousand dollars more on a mortgage <laughs> yeah 20 bucks a month 25 bucks a month 21 dollars right, a month right, like right. it's not that much so hey are you willing to give up this house in its location over 20 bucks a month right what well, yeah. yeah. Hey, when you put it like that and it's tangible, yeah. now you can make a decision, right? It's the same thing with your goals and reverse engineering it and yes. just being able to read a situation. But if you're constantly looking at that North Star, you're not reading anything, right? Like, no. Well, you can be in the middle of the ocean, okay? I see the North Star, okay? And then that ocean can take you all the way halfway around the damn world. Mm-hmm. You can still see the North Star. Well, and this You can... have no idea, like, you literally went through the Panama Canal <laughs> and you're next to Hawaii, not the backside of China anymore, right. but you still see the North Star. Right, right, like, right. It's not that simple, man. Yeah, but I think this is going to help people be more realistic with their goals because if you've got, like, if your number one priority is spending every waking moment with your child, but you also want to start a new business and make a mm-hmm. million dollars revenue in the first two years, something's going to have to give. Either say goodbye to your kid or adjust your million dollar goal. I want it to be pretty and buff, you know? <laughs> exactly. And dude. God made me pretty. Oh, so man. I- yeah. You're trying to cut and bulk at the same time. (laughs) Hey, there's a lot of sales out there that say it's possible. Dude, yeah. Juicing. Yeah. yeah. Not even that. Like, no disrespect to that, man. Just anyway, we're getting off track here. And I'm ranting a little bit. I'm having fun with this But the point is, look at where your passion lies and adjust your goals accordingly. If you can get those two to marry up, awesome. And big time with lifestyle. And phases of your lifestyle, right? Like, mm-hmm. well, I got all this I wanted to accomplish, but my husband is is his career is just now taking off. Okay. So maybe your turn is in three years from now. Like it's mm-hmm. I'm not saying your goal's dead. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying understand like you got a long time to accomplish it. And there's just gonna be phases and just steps that you gotta go in in accordance to accomplishing that. So yeah, maybe like everything is right except for you don't have enough time because your husband's working sixteen hours a day. Okay. So maybe when when his company is up and running or or you know, once he gets a promotion he wants and now he's more of a supervisor and he doesn't have to work nights and weekends and he has more free time for kids that frees you up to put mm-hmm. more time into a career. Okay. So then maybe that's where your starts to take right. off, but right. being realistic with you only have three hours a day today, you got to do the best you can with what you got. And you got to be realistic about what you got. You're not going to fit 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bag. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't work. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and ultimately you're going to be frustrated every day and every year. Cause you're not accomplishing your quote unquote goal. When in reality, your goal, shouldn't have been mm-hmm. your goal in the first place your yeah. goal should be adequate to the time and the effort and the talent that you can put into it right yeah. so i just want people to understand those phases as well and and then ultimately like we talk about our happiness right mm-hmm. like and we're you know we're going to be talking about this a lot with our team and maybe along the way to becoming top producer somewhere along the way you stop being happy okay so do you just put your head down and just bowl in a china shop and run through it and continue mm-hmm. to push to top producer I don't know. You got to answer that for yourself. But we've all seen, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna dive into it and speculate. We've all seen wealthy and famous people commit suicide. Mm-hmm. Okay, so understand that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's got to be more to it than just your goal, and you got to be able to read yourself and just understand, like, along the way. Like, let's say your goal is top producer, and you're halfway there, and let's say you're making half a million dollars a year, but you're not happy because you, you know, along the way, 
you decided to have kids and a marriage or or a super cool videographer, you know, that's just funny and sensitive and loves hanging out. And then you don't have any more time for him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Does perspective change your goal? Yes or no? And is it okay? Yeah. Well, here's my answer. Being happy is always okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay to change my goal if perspective and lifestyle and priorities take precedence. Mm-hmm. Because I know in my heart, I didn't quit on that goal. Mm-hmm. If I'm not quitting on my goals, right? If everything is moving forward how it should and I'm putting all I can and everything, everything I got into something, but a lifestyle change happens or, or you decide to have kids and just other things take priority and you end up taking your goal in a different direction or that goal kind of like takes a back seat and, hey, I'm okay being here instead of here. And, hey, I don't, I don't have to, you know, achieve that as rapidly as I thought I did because now I want more times with my kid or whatever mm-hmm. maybe. The bottom line is if you quit on something, you won't sleep at night. If you're putting everything you got into something and priorities in life change, and it affects your happiness. I don't want to sacrifice my happiness for anything. Yeah, no. And I don't want well, to put a dollar amount on it. Here's right? something that you and I both get. And it took me a long time to realize this. But once I realized it, man, it clicked and it changed my perspective. For the longest time, I always had that mentality of when I get this, then I will feel like this. Mm. And I always had my happiness as this outlier until I get to accomplish my goal or get to this level of income. Like, okay, I'll I'll finally feel happy when I'm making this much per month. And then guess what? I'm making that much per month and I'm like, what the hell? Now I'm not happy. Well, my bills increased and all these other things. So what people should realize, what listeners need to realize right now is that, and this, this is my hippie side, but man, you need to learn to be happy right now because happy is an emotion, right? It's mm-hmm. not this place. It's not a destination. Happiness is just an emotion, just like anger or sadness or anything. And it's hard. It it's is. hard. And a lot of times we just put some unrealistic, you know, expectations yes. or responsibilities. Fairy on tale, like what happiness or we just carry, feel like, or we carry stress. You know, yes. like for me with with like with my life, right? Definitely mm-hmm. wasn't a fairy tale, but I tended to shoulder a ton, which mm-hmm. is fine. I but I, I was um. We'll call it like spring cleaning, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like you keep, you know, putting stuff in your garage, putting stuff in the basement, you know, oh, they're not, oh, they outgrew this. So right. they, they put it in the basement or put it in the garage. But like at some point, like you need to spring clean your house mm-hmm. and just get purge rid of a lot of stuff and yeah. purge it, right? So same thing with like stress, right? Mm-hmm. Like of of prior careers or life experiences. And, you know, I was, I've always been able to shoulder a lot. And I just found, you know, I found with myself like, hey, I'm really good at that trait. Mm-hmm. But I'm not really good at like coming to peace with it and then shedding that. Yeah. And then yeah. no longer carrying that. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, so I think a lot of people, I think, need to work on that as well, man. And just, mm-hmm. I think it's more important than people realize. But again, it's hard for me to put a dollar sign. Like, look, man, you and I got kids. If something was wrong with cash right now, none of this fucking bro. matters, bro. Well, dude, this podcast yeah. stops right now on live, yeah. live Facebook, live, whatever. We're not yeah. even that big of a deal. You guys won't miss us. I get it. Right. Even if we were look, man, it does. It just doesn't matter. Well, You've got a really good perspective of gratitude, man. And that's mm-hmm. where I think even, you know, prior to us being in business together, like you just, you have a natural inclination to appreciate the people and the things around you. Most people do not. Most people are very self-centered and they have a mindset of what I don't have this. I don't have this. I don't have this. If you can learn to just show a little more appreciation and gratitude for the fact that you've got breath in your lungs, starting with that, then everything else just becomes 
just easier to handle. And yeah, if your goals take 10 years, your goal take 10 years. I'm not telling myself I'll be happy in 10 years. Mm-hmm. I'll find a way to be happy right now. Just understand it's a process. And, and just go through the process. And then here's the other deal. Look, if you don't have anything to be happy about or to, or to respect or appreciate in your life, I'll go there with you. Find it. Mm-hmm. Right? Like if you're not like, man, I'm, man, my See, kid. You know what you need there? That's when you need to do the opposite. Instead of putting yourself around the top producer, if you're in that state, you need yeah. to put yourself around the worst of the worst. The people who actually have it. That are rock bottom, man. Maybe Go first, around. yeah, for some perspective. For some perspective. Or like I'm talking, you know, I guess I'll give you context. I'm talking mm-hmm. like toxic relationships. Okay. Right? Like where you, like someone's maybe always shooting you down and doesn't respect you or take you serious, and mm-hmm. which makes you not take yourself serious. Yep, and yep, you just, yep, yep. It's just a toxic cycle of violence place or, or you're just stuck around mm-hmm. some toxic family members, whatever it may be, and you just know you're like, hey, I'm not thankful mm-hmm. for anything I'm around. That's a sad place to be. Right. You know, and I, I'm not even being sarcastic, but then at the same time, as a human, mm-hmm. right? Like you've got to figure out a way to shed that and break free from that and then go be around individuals and people, you know, that you are happy for, that you mm-hmm. are appreciative to be around mm-hmm. and just ha- because I think that gratitude tends to come organically when you're around people you appreciate that mm-hmm. have value that not only, you know, that just give you value, just and make people, your life better. People that aren't feeding it. If you're around people that are bitching about their life, they're complaining yeah. about their situation. Listen, we all got shit going on. Mm-hmm. Everyone is just trying to figure this thing out just like the next guy. Yeah. You cannot be around people that are just the complainers and the naysayers. And, and just, it's, man, it's so cliche to say that, right? But it's so, man, I think it's way more, it's it's way more of a slippery slope than people realize. Dude, before you know it, you're a part of the drama at work. Yep. Before you know it, you're the one bitching and moaning, complaining, and or you're pointing a finger. You know, like, look, like Fat and I, what's up, Fat? Dude didn't even like me at first. <laughs> Not because... He didn't even know me. Yeah. Like I, I had some advice for him one time because I, re, you know, I thought he was a good kid and was up and coming. I didn't think some of the and it's not even the people that were around him were bad. It's just that they were kind of faking the funk. And guess what, man? I knew the guy two minutes and I opened my mouth and I tried to give him advice on it. Well, how do you think that's gonna come off, asshole? Right. Right. Yeah. Think you're gonna come off like an asshole? Yeah. <laughs> right. So after processing it, like, okay, but then again, like, oh, right. So I, I see him again a couple months later, you know, and um, he had done some stuff with, with Fit Republic. Oh, with the fitness company, and, and um, we had got to know each other a little bit better, but it had never really been spoken about, you know. And I just, when I saw him again, I was just like, "Hey, dude, like, you mind if I steal you for a minute?" And he's, you know, I'm sure he's like, "Oh, great!" <laughs> right? He's like, "Oh, great!" Right? Is that how it? Great, yeah, yeah. You know, and um, I pulled him aside. I go, "Hey, man, I apologize." You know, like that wasn't cool. And hey, I hope you know my intentions were well. Yeah. Like I just have this innate want to just protect people that I think are good people yeah. that I think are in the right direction. I want to protect them from just putting themselves around the wrong situations and Hey, but you know what? You knew me five minutes and that just wasn't my place to yeah. say that yet. And even if it was like, you didn't know me well enough to take it right. Hey dude, that was my fault, man. I'm sorry. That was it. Mm-hmm. That was it. It wasn't now. How do you feel about working for Eli and I? Nope. Yeah, yeah. Not at all. Like that was, that was shit. What a year and a half prior yeah. to even knowing I was going to be in this. It, it, there was no, other hook to it yeah. more than I just like, hey man, I just think you're a good dude and I just want you to understand me and I hope mm-hmm. that I can clear the air. I cleared the air. All good. So some of this too, right? Like if you're pointing fingers out there, like just understanding maybe there are some good people around you and, and maybe you could just do better, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it's twofold. I think sometimes maybe break free and, and go be around people that are more valuable. But then at the same time, like, well, are you that toxic person that yeah. can maybe do better or just unintentional? Just under, like I wasn't being toxic to fat. I just, I also just, didn't realize in the moment of trying to help him 
he just wasn't open to hearing that from me because he didn't know me, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, and just, mm-hmm. hey, just time and place. You know, I mm-hmm. think, and again, time and place for goals, mm-hmm. time and place for achievement of goals. Mm-hmm. You and I have never even spoken about top producer. Not that I'm against that goal, but what does that look like? And look, man, like the top 1% we achieved, we did it within our first year, and that was a Berkshire Award. Mm-hmm. Cool, but that's not a nationwide Across mm-hmm. the board, just mm-hmm. any brokerage period, mm-hmm. you and I are not top one percent. Yeah, we got of a long real. way to go for that. Right. Yeah. So, but again, that's also more than okay. And it's just with being happy and having and, and just understanding your why, because our why it might not be in tune with right. top producer, like top producing team nationwide, regardless of company, like any mm-hmm. company anywhere, every yeah, swinging do person. Even, do we even want that? I don't know. I think if it happens, it happens. Cool. But my thing is just influence and how we can affect people. And we've got a great team behind us, not behind us, alongside of us, yeah. you know, and because we're there to help them. They don't work for us. We work for them. So I don't want to say that, that I said that mm-hmm. wrong. You know, they're not behind us. We're behind them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But here's the deal. At some point, if we get so big, we lose being personal with our team because we don't get as much time with them. Maybe we don't hire anymore. Right. Maybe when you think you're going to be 50 or 100 agents and that's what's required to, to produce that level. Cool. Mm-hmm. But what happens when you hit 35 and you and you don't get that personal time with your first 20 that are actually producing and good people? And okay, well, hey, maybe that's where you got to cut the fat, right? Mm-hmm. And just understand, like, ah, man, let's go in a different direction. Let's actually downsize, yeah, and stay lean and mean and stay true to the people that were true to us. And like, hey, I, because being happy is also partly being personal with them and, and knowing their families and their and just having that connection it with is. them. And if you get too big, you you risk watering that down. So I think again, along the way, even if you have that fixed goal. Along the way, you're going to learn a ton. And some of those circumstances or some of those wants that you think you're going to have go away. It's okay that they go away and they go in a different direction as long as it's in the direction of making you happy. And as long as you mm-hmm. know you didn't quit. Mm-hmm. Man, I don't quit on anything. Mm-mm. We just move in a different direction because our perspective changes mm-hmm. based off of what we thought we wanted. Maybe it's a little different. And, and you should expect that, right? Because shit, man, if you'd asked me if I was going to do real estate when I was 19 years old, no. I would have mm-hmm. told you no. Mm-hmm. So understanding like ex- with experience and you, as you become wise, you should expect some of these things to change as you grow. Yeah. You're fucking growing. Yeah. You've right? got like to you be flexible in your approach. Have to be flexible. Not even just approach, but just, just being wise and just understand that mm-hmm. as you evolve as a human, some of your priorities are going to change, do. man. Or life circumstances. Sometimes those are going to change. We t- you know, Fat was helping a family member. I'm not going to put your story on blast, so I hope you're not going to mean mug me, Fat. But <laughs> you don't think that changed his life for two years? Yeah. Helping a family member? Yep. Did that throw a wrench into maybe what he, his goals? Change, and, man. But guess what? He took care of family. So what yep. does that mean? Like he had to put some of his stuff on hold. So mm-hmm. again, sometimes it's circumstantial, but then you get back to your goals. Sometimes it's as you're achieving them, you have a family or just, yeah. or just your perception changes on what you thought your goal was, or yep. you get a better perspective on how much work it's going to take and you just don't like it that much. And guess what? You're not going to know that until you might be a couple years in because mm-hmm. you haven't actually tasted how much work goes into being a top producer. Mm-hmm. And then as you're, and you might be the golden child well on your way, but then you just don't like the amount of work that it takes and, mm-hmm. you, and your career takes a different path. All of that is okay because you're growing as a human, as long as it's making you happy. If you're quitting and then instead of admitting that you quit on yourself to yourself, you don't have to explain anything to anyone else except for you. But if you quit and then you hide behind a circumstance or you hide behind a change of direction or you hide behind, oh, this actually makes me more happy. Right. But in reality, you quit. You're going to live a life of quiet despair. Yes, you are. And you're going you're gonna to explode from the inside out. Yes, you right? are. It's not going to be good for you. You have to have some self-awareness, self-accountability, and being honest with yourself. But again, being redundant, 
you should grow and change mm-hmm. and your perspective and your wants and your needs and your aspirations, they are going to change as you continue to grow wise. They, are. they, they should. Are. Just don't quit. Yeah. Just allow your life to evolve and allow your happiness to kind of seep in. And I didn't plan on having a son. Mm-hmm. Boy, does that change my perspective oh, on yeah, it does. what's important. But yeah. should I just negate what's important now because what was important prior to him takes precedence and I got to hit that goal? Mm-hmm. Or just do some things adjust mm-hmm. now. They adjust, but I'm also I'm also like way more layered mm-hmm. by having a son. It's different yeah. than a daughter, right? And well, I'm and I'm more layered and but I embrace that and I just want to make sure that I'm still being productive and and I'm working toward my happiness and yes. I'm not quitting on shit. Yes. Right? Well, and I th- I think what help what will help people, what's always helped me, I I can't remember who told me this years ago. Me. Um but I had told them my uh my <laughs> goal for my goal for something. I think it was for a yeah, dude, I had said something stupid like, oh, I want to do a competition and earn my pro card. And then he goes, and then what? Why? And then what? Ooh. And then he goes, dude, he goes, any goal you ever set out for yourself, before you go down that road, just ask yourself, and then <sighs> what? So you're going to get your pro card, and then what? Oh, shit, yeah, I don't get paid for that. Mm, I guess I can put that like on my marketing so people can come train with me, but that's it. That was the best answer I could come up with. And you and I with. both know, or you can put it on your Facebook profile. Right. IFBB Pro, so-and-so. Right, right, right? right. And I'm not shitting on that. But what does that do? Some guys just love being bodybuilders, and I love it because they're happy. And then some people use their pro card as a level of achievement. Or they think they're going they to. think. Yeah. They, some people win a show because they were the only one in their class. Yep. And for some reason, that, that show was still allowed to give out a pro card. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, interesting. Yeah. Right. So there's just a lot of perspective that goes with it. But again, like if you're in the pursuit of happiness, I guess, per se, right? not mm-hmm. to be cliche, but, you know, I just I think you you always need to check that. Like, mm-hmm. am I happy? Mm-hmm. Well, you know? and where I, I want to throw the asterisk in there of happiness, because there's going to be a ton of shit that you're not going to like. I'm super happy. Right. Mm-hmm. However, I do things every day. Like that I me. don't want to do. He doesn't right? want to deal with me, guys. <laughs> I do things every, sometimes. I do hey. everything. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. So, same, hey. Same with you. Sometimes you don't deal with me. It goes both Eli, ways. I love dealing with you every day. It goes, shut up. <laughs> it goes both ways. But my point being, don't confuse happiness with whether Temporary you, discomfort because you, you're working your fucking face off yes. to accomplish what you want. Yes. Just, that's that, exactly it. Sorry, I was paraphrasing. That's exactly emotionally. it. That's exactly it. It's right? true. It it's is. True. All the shit is hard. You're going to have to do a ton of things that you don't like. Yeah. You want to be in shape? Guess what? You're going to have to squat and do deadlifts. Ooh, yeah, shame. I know. You're going to have to train If legs, I get asked right? how I got traps one more time, if like, you hey, want, <laughs> I took that cushion. Yeah. Off the back of the squat. I swear to God, my traps got built deadlifting that helps, and just bro. pulling weight. Yeah. And, I, and I took that cushion off the back squat mm-hmm. bar. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that metal bar pushing on my traps with weight yeah. on it somehow gave the reverse effect. Yeah. And now they're big. I've never worked my traps out. Now. Ever. What's what's helped me do shit every day that I don't want to do and maintain happiness is that I try and do everything I can to make sure I'm having f- fun doing the shit I don't want to do. When you got to clean your room when I was a kid, I'd turn the radio up super loud, open the windows, create a fun environment. All of a sudden, cleaning your room ain't that bad. Day to day. Why don't we think of that? Day to day. (laughs) Day to day, I I hang out with Will. Him and I are partners. We're together all day long. We're goofing around, having fun in the car, going and see all our clients, dealing with crappy agents. We do it together. We do it together. Doing all that by yourself, not as fun. It's more fun that way. And that's a longevity hack for me. Like I'm just really big on making sure 
that, all right, if I have to drive an hour to the showing, mm -hmm. I've got a podcast I'm excited to listen to. You're going to learn something along the way. And just understanding the greater good. Like, yeah. I don't like looking at sewer inspections, but when I know how important that sewer inspection is to a family that's purchasing a half million dollar home, mm -hmm. you know, or even not a half million dollar home, just expense, the most ex expensive purchase of their life more times than not. Yeah. Hey, that's boring. But it's honorable because if you're not looking through that and making sure that the people that are that are doing that inspection in the first place are adequate, well, you could harm that family. So, Absolutely. yeah, no, it's not fun, but it's honorable and it fits the greater good of just doing a great job. And it fits my why of taking yeah. care of people. And and guess what? You do a great job. You get referrals. Yep. Is getting referrals fun? Yep. Yep. Is going to more closings fun? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I don't need to fall in love with every single thing, but I'll fall in love with the process and more times than not. What's not fun is still honorable. Are contracts fun? No. But that amend to extend, having the right verbiage written in there to protect your client, mm -hmm. is that honorable? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I take pride in that. So mm -hmm. you've got to understand those layers, right? It's not just about finding your happy place and you got to fall in love with everything. And mm -hmm. Or, hey, maybe you really do want to like have that fun environment to clean your room, but you got a baseball game to get to. And your mom said, hey, if you don't clean your room, you ain't going to that game. Okay, so maybe sometimes you got to get in there and just get your shit done. Yep. Either way, don't don't uh, confuse happiness with temporary discomfort yes. within a process for a greater good. Yep, there's going to be a ton of that. Yeah, there's going to be a whole ton of that, which is all the more reason why you got to get used to doing shit you don't want to do every day. And I'm going to give you a hint. I'm going to throw some forecasting out there for you. If you really love what you do, or if if what you're doing is really in line with your strengths. It's really easy to think like I just said. Mm -hmm. Ah, the sewer inspection sucks, but it's honorable. Yeah. Oh, man, like cardio sucks, but I'm going to be super lean. Yeah. If you're falling in love with that process, and if and if what you're doing as a career really fits who you are as a person, you're going to see it like me. Mm -hmm. If the things that are not so fun inside of that process and you can't see past them, you might be in the wrong career. Yeah. You might be in the wrong place. Yep. You, you know what I'm saying? Like 100%. I just. 100%. So give that some food for thought. And ultimately... If you quit on everything you do, you're never going to be happy. Mm -hmm. You're just not. So please be super careful about quitting. Yeah. Take it to the max, you know, within reason to make sure that if you are going to walk away something, it's not because you quit. It's because you got to a point on that road where it's just not for you. Yes. And I'm so okay with that. Mm -hmm. But I trust my own work ethic to know how hard I'm going to work at something before I actually say whether it's for me or not. So again, if things suck, but you're able to just look past them and, and see the greater good in it, I think you're on the right track with what mm -hmm. you chose as a career. If these little incremental things that aren't so fun that you got to do, you know, during your day or once a week that are part of the career and they're, hey, they're just the nature of the beast and you can't see past them, the juice might not be worth the squeeze on that career. Yep. Right? Yep. yep. That being said, man, that's... That's it, man. That's where I settle my That's all I got. Again, if you guys have any comments or anything like that, in addition to what we said... You can always comment on these videos. Um, shoot us an email or DM on our Instagram. Our Instagrams are everywhere. Slide in the Eli's DM. That's I almost said, yeah, shoot us an email. I'm like, what? Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, don't go to our email. There's <laughs> uh, a bunch of important stuff and garbage in there. It's super important or yeah. shit. I don't look at it. Yeah, there's nothing. <laughs> so DM us. Uh, we're definitely super active on Instagram. Listen, I'm just not good at emails. I've identified my. I've identified that. There you know, you go. and I'm being super realistic. And um, self awareness. Eli's really good at them. Self awareness. So I have a great partner. We'll see you guys in a few days. Yes, sir. Right, Could be Thursday. Care. Thank you, guys. Could be Friday. I know everybody gets busy. We're trying to keep these things twice a week, so we're gonna holler at you when we see you. It'll be something good, though. Promise. Thank you, guys. Out.